Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. All right, it's Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom and host of the daily podcast of Wisdom Smack. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be doing some wisdom foundational learning and remindering, if that's even a word, where we do a little bit of self-care. So, you know what we do. Stick with me on the next segment as we get into talking about doubling down on you. Yep, it's going to be good. I'll see you on the flip. All right. Hey there. This is Michelle Spiva. And thank you for joining me on the flip. And today we're going to actually be doing a little bit of foundational wisdom strength uh, training. We're um, kind of like a reminder, but also um, about helping us to find our find our legs now that we're in this um, pandemic for what seems to be the long haul. So today we're going to be talking about how to double down on you or me, you know, or we. And the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about what doubling down means, because thank you, I have global listeners, global followers. Ah. And so the way I'm describing doubling down is it's a strengthening of one's commitment to a particular strategy or a course of action. And um, it usually can be one that's touted as being risky. But for today's purposes, I want to say that you can always bet on yourself and uh, sway the odds for you to win because it's you. All right. So when we talk about doubling down, we're talking about going all in, uh, taking that leap of faith to make sure that we do what we can and what we must to get what we want and what we need. And it can be hard to do that, especially when everything around you is giving you negative feedback that it's not going to work. And it gets to be kind of hard. And one of the things that um, I want to say is, is that if you can find some kind of way to identify that one thing that you can go all in on, that's the thing that I would say migrate to and start to work on. Now, a few podcasts ago, I did a podcast talking about taking a full swing. And it was kind of a a little bit like this, of uh, going in full tilt. And I didn't feel like I did it enough service because, you know, you can't say everything in 30 minutes, but um, I said what I could and I wanted to say some more today. And that is whenever you are are facing an unknown, whenever you're facing uncertainty, whenever you are facing something that you don't have a reference point, 
It's that time to double down. Now, there was this book that I uh, recommended a little while ago um, about emotions and how to find um, what you feel in uh, what you're going through. And um, I went back and I kind of looked at my, my notes on it and I came away with something a little bit different. And that is, is that, yes, we are uh, trained to try to predict what we're going to feel in a, in a situation. But when you don't seem to have a reference point, I mean, when's the last time you were in a uh, pandemic that usually comes around every hundred years? Exactly. So most of us are all, we're still just trying to figure this stuff out. And no one that's under a uh, 100 years old can really say, well, this is what happened in the Spanish flu. <laughs> you can't really say that. So we're all just trying to figure it out. But the thing I can say about it is, with regards to our emotions, is that you can usually tell what type of emotions were foundationally uh, planted in you in times like this. And the sad truth for a lot of people in Western cultures is that when we were growing up, the only real emotions that were ever expressed to the to, to us and through us or that were even permitted were extreme emotions of anger or fear. And so a lot of people, including me, we tend to not like to let our emotions show because it feels like that's a betrayal of our strong defenses, of our ability to be able to be strong and and steadfast and uh, stoic and all of these things that we think are going to help us get through the hard times when it's counterintuitive. But these are the times that you get to and you need to start activating your ability to express, your ability to sort through your emotions. Because, let's face it, you kind of get a pass because it's not like you're having uh, a bad day. Everybody is going through the same thing. So it's not like you can, you know, anyone can say, you know, tough it up, buttercup. No, they've got to go through their own stuff. And so this is kind of like a perfect storm and a perfect way for us to be able to do a lot of work on ourselves so that when we get out of this, because we will, when we get out of this, we can emerge better for it. And um, I said it the other day and I'll say it today. In every loss or what we can think of as a loss or a setback, in every loss, if you decide, there is a lesson for you. And so one of the wisdom smacks that I want to say today with regards to doubling down on you, on me, on we, is that this is your time to really get into facing what emotions feel like for you. Because this is another thing I want to say about anger and fear. When we look at the seven traditional negative emotions that can come out, you know, anger, fear, sadness, jealousy, regret, guilt, um, those kinds. We find that at the top is anger. Anger seems to be the coverall. It's the easiest one to emote. It's the easiest one to latch on to because it is the one that is the most forceful in pushing people away and being a defense on your behalf. And so Though people say or feel like the only emotion, only emotions that they are familiar with are anger or maybe even fear, 
what they're realizing is that those were the safest emotions for them to experience or for their family members or their environment to express in hard times. But there's something about emotions. Once you start expressing anger and fear, then once they get dissipated, you start to uncover the emotions that are underneath. You know, those ones that are the root that will continue to keep you down, to continue to keep you bound up where you can't move and you don't know why. Yeah. So that's another reason why we want to double down. We want to put all our money on that bet. Even though it might sound risky, when the bet is you, you can turn the odds into your favor. So that's one of the things that I want to say about that. The next one is, is to go all in. And I, I said, you know, take the leap, take a full swing at the bat. And going all in. Now, going all in on this doubling down, it looks a little different because when you start to go all in on yourself, especially in tumultuous times, it requires a strength that you may or may not have. And you won't even know until you have committed to going all in. And let me just tell you, those those character traits or not even traits, but those aspects that it's going to take for you to go all in are going to require, yeah, the stuff we always talk about, like being consistent and um, uh, being diligent and all of that. But on top of that, it's going to require vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And see, vulnerability, that is something that will hike you right back in to, you guessed it, anger and fear. And One thing I will say about anger and fear from my therapy days is when we wanted to work with people to get past or express that out, that's the very thing you do. With anger and fear emotions, you express them out. That's why a lot of people say, go take a walk, go for a drive, go for a run, uh, do something to get it out of your body because they can get trapped inside of you and you can be walking around with a lot of anger and not know it up here, but your body does. And so being able to go all in requires that you express out a lot of that, of that anger that you may or may not know exists. The next thing is with this going all in and dealing with, yes, your consistency and your diligence, but also your vulnerability, is that with vulnerability, it can be tricky because it's something that we're not traditionally taught to embrace, especially when it comes to us. Vulnerability is still all about you. You don't be vulnerable for someone else. You don't be vulnerable so that people will say, what a hero. You don't do that. And actually today, I learned a term. Let me tell y'all what this term is. I mean, it's, I guess it's a way of saying what we're saying, but it's like a quicker way. And it's called um, uh, virtue, uh, virtue sharing. And it's where you pretend, well, I don't know if it's necessarily where you pretend, but it's where you uh, show how good you are, you know, how virtuous you are uh, when 
you might not be as virtuous as it's as it, you know as you pretend to be. And so um, it's called virtue signaling, not you know not stancing, but it's called virtue signaling. And what it means is it just, it says it's that now I got to read my notes. It's the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue. And doubling down, being able to be that person that you need to be when everybody is watching. We talked about Dave Chappelle's famous uh, uh, quote about that requires vulnerability. But be aware that if you have to do this in the midst of people, you could be accused of virtue signaling. And because of that, it makes it hard for us to be vulnerable. And Brene Brown, who has done a lot of work on the topic, has much to say about it. And I'm going to just refer you guys to her podcast as well as her many books. And um, she is almost single-handedly leading a lot of us through these times of understanding what it means to be vulnerable. But what I will say is this, is that with vulnerability, it has certain requirements. And those requirements are that you don't lie to yourself. And you get clear about who you are and what you want, because to be vulnerable means almost simultaneously that you are required to be authentic. And to be authentic is really scary for some people because you spend so much time building up this perfect persona, this perfect being that exists in a perfect world where you never let anyone see you sweat. You never let anyone uh, see you struggle or even learn. Yeah. And so it makes it hard. But to be able to truly double down, sorry, you guys, I'm touching my face. Let me do this because, um, yeah, allergies are real. <laughs> but to be able to, to double down also means that you get to this point where enough is enough and you're willing to do what it takes to be who it is you need to be. Now, let me go back back a little bit and talk about why are we talking about doubling down on a uh, wisdom infusion podcast. The reason why is because right now the seams and the cracks are starting to show for a lot of people. Uh, the inability to get out of the house, to be around other people. Uh, just over half of the world's population are considered extroverts and Extroverts derive their vitality and their energy from being able to move freely socially as well as interacting with people and they receive their energy from that. And so this is torture for, well, a little over half of society. And when you're told that you have to sequester and you're used to being able to socialize, you're used to being able to have human interaction that involves a hug or touch or closeness or, you know, a connection in person, it makes it really hard. And so it makes it also doubly hard when you have to maintain your mental uh, health and maintain your ability to continue to grow and move forward. And so to double down also means that you have to fight for keeping your ground and not losing ground. And when I say not losing ground, I mean not losing all of the things that you've worked for to become a, um, a human who is able to matriculate and socialize and interact with people where 
it's not all about you. It's not all about selfishness. And so doubling down, going all in, in the the ways of wisdom also requires us to take an inventory of who we are when we're by ourselves, who we are when no one's looking, who we are when there's no need to show up with a party face on. And that is also the time and the person that we need to deal with. Um, Like I said, you can count this as a blessing or a curse or whatever. But what I would like for you to do is to make sure that whatever you count it, count it as an opportunity and a boon for you to catapult and grow stronger in who you are. Uh, Because think of when is the last time and I know I might be excluding some people who are still having to go out there and work. You're still doing essential work, if not even more, because even more people are depending on you, whether you are uh, carrying the mail or serving food or working at um, the hospitals or whatever it may be. My heart goes out to you. But in the meantime, and in between time, with 75 percent of the population, at least in the U.S., are supposed to be sequestering. I want you to not squander this time because this is a great gift. I mean, this is an absolute beauty of a gift. Think about it. 60 to 90 days that we know of, uh, what you could do. When you look at a, a quarter of a year to be able to back down from constantly running art, you know, on full cylinders and being able to back down and start to do some work on you, do you realize your whole world could change? And speaking of world changing, doubling down on you is going to help you. Now, here is really kind of like the big wisdom smack, the aha that I'm kind of receiving right now and that I wanted to share with you. And that is, I've already said, we can't unring this bell. We can't go back. The world is not going to be the way it was before this pandemic. And then I thought about how my grandparents, who were the children of the Depression, how they were changed after the Depression. Now, they were children when the Depression hit, but it said it changed the nation of how everyone um, interacted and uh, what they thought of their contributions to their societies and to themselves and their families. And like I said, No one has really ever gone through a pandemic before, but I will say this, based on how people behaved after uh, the Great Depression of 1929 in the U.S., and then now, uh, because the very fabric and foundations of our economies and how we interact with each other has changed, we are, they're projecting that Social distancing will have long-term effects. Now, I'm not saying that I have numbers on this yet because we, we're, they're still gathering them. I, you know, got to give them time to gather them. But think about how just dating will change. You know, people used to say practice self-sex, I mean, safe sex. Now you got to practice self-distancing until both of you are proven (laughs) to not be infectious. You know, would you have ever thought that there might be a possibility that when you're meeting up before you can get close, you both have to take take your temperature? You might have to wear face mask to date. It's it's different. And I'm not going to even talk about uh, economically what's going to happen. 
Um, I listened to someone today and I forgot to get her name to give her proper attribution, but she studies uh, econ- um, the economy and trends and in in finances. And she said something that was real important um, for why we need to double down on us. And that is, as she said, that too many uh, governments, contemporary governments have made it where they have realized something about people. And that is that people want to feel prosperous, whether they are or not. People want to feel wealthy. People want to feel rich, whether they are or not. And so because of that, they, politics and business and all of that, always appealed to people's want for that. And guess what? When I went back and looked at the uh, what was happening right before the uh, fall, in the Great uh, Depression in the in 1929, just just before, everyone was saying that this is the most prosperous this nation had ever been, and how it was everybody should be spending and enjoying and reveling and in, in their wealth. And it was the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh! And then boom, it happens. And some people don't make it. Of course, we we know that there were a lot of people who just could not face a world without having their things about them. Uh, that feeling of wealth that this lady just referred to, and on and on. There were soup lines, and we already have soup lines right now, right now. And this is this is not fear-mongering or anything. This, these are just stating observations and facts that are happening right now. And so it's reminiscent of what happened before. But on the other side of it, the 1930s, uh, we saw huge uh, expansions in our consciousness of technologies and inventions and being able to expand what we were able to do and, and the ways we were able to make our lives more effective and efficient. I mean, there were efficiency experts who just a whole new um, profession came out, efficiency experts uh, after the Great Depression. And so think about all of the things that are about to emerge that we didn't, we, didn't, we first of all, wouldn't have thought we had a need for. And second of all, would never probably have emerged if we had not had this pandemic of what's getting ready to come. Now, if you're going to be able to take advantage of this, it's time for you to take advantage of this by doubling down. So what does doubling down look like? Because, you know, we got to be practical as well. So now I've told you a little bit of the what. Let's talk about some of the how now. So with doubling down, one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to start learning how to dial back down your aspirations from hero down to human. What does that mean? That means that you need to give yourself time to go and learn how to stick to one thing at one time to uh, gain a skill from it and an education of it. Because as you become better at learning to focus in and how to stick to one thing, how to show up for it every day and how to take the grand leaps of being the hero or the heroine away from it and learning how to be the human who is proficient in it that's going to help you to be stronger, to emerge out of this and be prepared for whatever our new world brings us. The next thing is, is that, and I heard this from um, the uh, creator, owner of ConvertKit, and he said this. He said, um, and 
it rang for me because he's a writer and I'm a writer. And he was talking about it as when you hit a writing block. But I just I'm just talking about it for when you hit those blocks and those snags and those I don't want to do this kind of days. And this is what he said. He said, when you hit a block, lower your standards and keep going. And I thought that was powerful because when we're trying to be so heroic, so perfect, and we're trying to uh, reach for the rafters and do things in a great way, you know, so that everybody will be like, ah, you're so great. We're so busy trying to be the hero that we forget that we're first human. And to be human is to learn how to do something. Uh, one of the uh, parts that I have to remind myself when I am putting together training curriculums and the, and the like is that I have to make sure that I balance not too much of the what's and not too much of the how's, but I have to balance putting in all the components that my students will need to be able to go and replicate what I'm trying to teach them when I'm not there. And so that means that I have to go back down to, and here we go, androgological. That is the, uh, um, no, I'm not, I'm sorry. I said androgological, but I mean pedagogical. Think about petty, pe- uh, pediatrician, the child. We have to go back to the foundations. And so when we're trying to learn something or even if I'm trying to teach something, I have to figure out what are the foundational elements of it because I can't go to theory. I can't just say something what and then expect someone to extrapolate the what into how to go do it. I have to lay down the foundation. Then I have to give education about it. Then I have to give um, practical ways of doing it. And then I have to show it, demonstrate it, or take them through the exercise of it, give them homework, all of these types of things. And so during this time of doubling down, This is your opportunity to be able to do the same thing for yourself. So say, for instance, you always wanted to do X, Y, or Z. There are two great universities for free that you can, as long as you have an internet, you can get access to them. And you know what they are? And they unfortunately happen to be owned by the same company, Google and YouTube. Oh, yes. If you know how to get your Google on and your YouTube, I'm going to say 90% of what you want to learn, at least if you're getting from the beginner to the intermediate, it'll get you there. Oh, yeah, it'll get you there. And so because of that, this is the time for you to double down. You know, that time that you're spending commuting to and from work that you're not doing right now, take that three to four hours. And I'm including time to get ready for work. Take that three to four hours and divide it. Divide it into maybe you study for one thing, you know, at one time. And the other part, you do your exercise and you move your body. And think what will happen four to six weeks from now. When you emerge, you will have gotten a new skill with education and foundational understanding of it. You could possibly change the entire direct trajectory of not only your life, but everyone's life you come in contact with. Not just your family and friends, but those people who will benefit and be the benefactors of what it is you do because you took this time to double down on you. Let me check my notes more because I want to make sure I get this all in here. Yes, going back uh, to what Dr. Brene Brown says um, about vulnerability and honesty. She says, clear is kind. 
And part of what she means in that is once you get clear about something, it's your duty to articulate it in a clear way before it goes to bad. And you might think of that as having to have a conversation with someone, you know, in a relationship kind of situation. But for today, because this is about you, this is about me, be clear with yourself. Be kind, but be clear. Go back. It's okay. If you have squandered two weeks of aimlessly trying to figure out what you're doing each day because of maybe um, feeling like you're in free fall with, with no direction and no catch or snap, it's okay. But today, today you got time. <laughs> today you can start. You can start by doubling down on yourself, by getting to the point where you're willing to take the leap to show up for yourself every day. To go all in where you're like, this is this is the perfect storm. This is the perfect time where you're able to take a full swing at the bat to double down on getting one thing that you can commit to, to either learn it or advance your skills and knowledge of it so that you can be ready for when you emerge out because our, the, the world as we know it is not going to be the same. And there are going to be new technologies, new requirements, new things that we didn't realize we were going to need because we couldn't have thought of our world going this way. Another thing I'm going to say before, because my time is almost up, y'all. Another thing I'm going to say is, is that when you are going about what you're doing, Make sure, make sure that if you feel frustration, if you feel like every time you sit down to do something, you want to get up and go do something else, guess what that is? Yeah, it's a form of anger. Remember when we at the top of the podcast, when we were talking about dealing with emotions, anger, a lot of people don't realize they have it. So it can come out in frustration, which is a more logical format of um, anger. And if you're feeling frustrated, it's because you don't like feeling out of control. You don't like feeling like you don't know what you're doing. But guess what? It only lasts for a little while. Uh, jo- uh, Josh Kaufman, in his book of learning anything in 20 uh, and, and um, you can, you know, learning anything in 20, 20 weeks or 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 the like, you can uh, be able to get past frustration when you practice. And as you practice, if you take a little bit about what Enders Erickson said uh, when he talked about the exceptional uh, athlete, focus on getting deliberate practice where you deliberately try to make sure that you do your practice in the most correct way and possibly seeking out feedback from others, you know, to get some feedback. Am I on to something? Is this right? Am I doing this correctly? And if you can't find people, guess what? Go back to YouTube. Figure out, find out if there are people on YouTube or Google who you can emulate and see if they're doing something right. But deal with the emotions that are going to come. Deal with all of those things that would cause you to want to shrink away and not invest this time in yourself. Because I'm telling you now, this is a blessing. Take advantage of this. Double down on you while you can. So, yep, guess what? My time is up. I want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And so guess what? 
This is a daily podcast, and I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.